Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Agriculture is Saskatchewan. And 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Good afternoon. It's brought to you by Seedmasters, Nova Series 2. No clever message, just simple, no-nonsense precision. Learn more about the features at seedmaster.ca. Today we talk to the extension agrologist in Outlook and look at harvest in the central part of the grain belt. We have an interview with Alan Johnston and an update on the latest in grain markets. Real Agriculture looks at biofuel demand and expanding the use of canola oil for biodiesel. Today is Beer Day, and we celebrate the key component of beer, barley. And October is Agriculture Month, and we talk with the Executive Director of Farm and Food Care Saskatchewan. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Olympic Buildings. See them for ag buildings, riding arenas, hay barns and more. Build with confidence. Olympic-Buildings.ca Harvest is nearing completion in the Outlook District, about 235 kilometers northwest of Regina. The crop extension specialist in Outlook, Kaylee Kindrichuk, says most combining will wrap up in a few days in her district. So harvest around here is mostly wrapped up. Um, there might still be a, a very small amount of cereals, canola, and flax left that producers are cutting up, but for the most part, uh, we're finished around here. So when do you expect it to fully wrap up? I'd say in the next couple of days or so, we should be, for the most part, done. Yeah. And what would be production like this year in the Outlook area? The yields um, are down to even a little bit below average from what we're, we're used to around here, um, and that depends a lot on whether or not that field had irrigation or had seen a rainfall event during the growing season. So the rains were very sporadic and they varied quite a bit. So our yields are varying as well. So is it pretty dry then right now? Is it going into uh, the winter and thinking of spring seeding? Yeah, so right now uh, we could use use the rainfall. We really haven't had much in the last little bit. Uh, any rainfall that we have had has been minimal and really didn't delay harvest by a whole lot. So we're all looking forward to a little bit of rain. Tell me about the growing season. You've said it was kind of dry for many farmers. What else was it like? Well, it uh, it seemed to go really quick this year. I mean, um, we had some great rainfall early on in the growing season. Um, we didn't really have too much for uh, insect problems. We had a little bit of disease concerns early on. Um, and then uh, when it really stopped raining about mid-July, things really sped up because we had quite a bit of heat and harvest happened a lot quicker than what we've seen in the past. Do you think the hot, dry weather really had an impact on yields? I think that it did. Uh, just based on what I saw in my scouting in canola fields, it looked like 
uh, you know, the tops of the plants were a little bit dried out. The seeds didn't fill fully. So I do think that the heat had something to do with the yields. What crops seem to thrive, which seem to really suffer this year? Uh, that totally depends, I guess, on on where you were and whether or not you had seen any rain. So I've heard um, of some great pulse crops and I've heard of some disappointing pulse crops. And, and same goes for uh, cereals and oil seeds as well. So it just depends uh, where the field was located. Are you expecting any serious change of plans for spring seeding next year because of the dry soil moisture? Not that I've heard of yet. Uh, I do think, though, that producers are just starting to make those plans. So that will come in the next few weeks, I'm sure. Much fall rye and winter wheat seeded in the Outlook area. I haven't seen much go in. Um, just because it is so dry, uh, I think that producers have, have taken a step back and maybe weren't, weren't looking too heavily into those crops right now. So in summary, overall, you're saying production, for the most part, yields were below average in the Outlook district this year. Yeah, yeah, average to below average, though we have seen fantastic quality in most of the crops here too. So, I mean, that's a good thing for us. Kaylee Kendrachuk is the Crop Extension Specialist in Outlook. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Selford Group. Call your Selford Equipment dealer or visit selfordgroup.com. A Saskatchewan grain broker says there is strong demand this fall for the newly harvested crop. Alan Johnston of Johnston's Grain Marketing at Wellwyn says flax prices are ranging from 16 to $20 a bushel. Well, just we've been so busy at our office, which is wonderful here. We have so many clients now getting our Johnston's Daily Report, and they're seeing our trades. Like, we've been doing 20,000, 25,000 metric tons some weeks here lately, so it, that's not bushels, that's tons. And all those trades show up in our daily, so generating a lot of interest we've been just moving piles and piles of yellow peas price will be in that seven to seven even at eight dollars delivered some fell up some picked up some delivered in that range depending on when you want to move it so lots of opportunities there and same with layered lentils we bought some at 35 cents fall for number two or better this morning uh, i've got 36 cents delivered uh, red lentils are a little softer yet but we're having trouble getting 28 cents fall on reds but a lot of guys are hanging on one thirty cents. We don't have that yet. I'm hoping and surmising that it, we're going to see thirty cents here in maybe in a short time. But we never make any predictions; just make just our thoughts of what we're thinking might might happen. So, canary seed we've been trading that at uh, for you know, December January kind of movement. We call it Jam at thirty one cents picked up in most freight areas. So give us a call and we'll work on that as well. Uh, that pretty well covers the pulses. Canary uh, uh, is not really a pulse, but we consider it that. On the feed grains, we've been extremely busy on in feed barley. And right now I'm working on big chunks of feed barley along the Saskatchewan border with Alberta to go into Alberta because the feedlots are hungry and they've been buying. So great opportunities to get great dollars, get cash flow, get stuff moved before we get hit with heavy winters. Feed wheat is in demand. Uh, just call us on feed wheat, whatever you have, whether it be CPS red wheat or white wheat or something, call us and we'll get you a good solid bid on it. Durham, we've been moving a little bit, but not very much. Uh, we've got some bids on it and uh, number one wheat. We're trying to develop a bigger market on that on that wheat and Durham market, so stay forward, stay tuned for us as we go forward. Um, what are we missing here? Flax is very strong. Flax, uh, yellow flax is around $20 picked up. Brown flax has been 16 to 16 and a half on farm, and we've got lots of market on that as well. 
<laughs> what about canola? How does it look right now? Well, canola is strong in that ten fifty to eleven dollar range. We don't trade a lot of canola. It's hard to compete with the crushers, but we do have some markets around Regina and in, in certain areas, uh, you know, to some of our companies, subject to freight to be competitive with the with the crushers. What type of prices are you getting for the feed barley? Feed barley will range right now. Well, it depends on where it is. You know, if it's if it's in eastern Saskatchewan, you're looking at four ten, four twenty. If it's in western Saskatchewan, you're looking at uh, four fifty plus to five up in those ranges so again subject to volume freight and very very strong hungry markets and it's a great time to move it i feel what's your thoughts on the winter winter movement and uh, winter demand i think it's going to be strong all the way through here we have such excellent quality and i think overall the the yields have been above average uh, some people might cry and whine that it's not because they had too dry a session or season but Overall, I think it's above average from what we're hearing, and the quality is just phenomenal. It's just great quality on just about everything, like peas and lentils and everything. Just high grade, hard to get feed grains of any kind because of you know quality control from weather. Because it's it just it doesn't happen, and the weather's still beautiful out here. Like in Wawan today, it's just sunshiny, clear sun and light wind. It's just great fall weather. But everybody's done harvesting out here, but they're getting fall work done big time. Have you seen much impact from COVID-19 on your business? Just, I would say almost zero. You know, we just went right through it. We worked right through it, and we were very careful here through, you know, March, April, May, and uh, we have people driving here, but they were careful at home, and we were careful at work. Like, we, when we walk in here now, we we uh, put the stuff on our hands right away, and don't wear a mask in the office, but we're, we're very careful about what we do. So we've worked right through it, and it's been exceptional, and this fall has just been an explosion of business. Alan Johnson operates Johnson's Grain Marketing at Wellwyn, Saskatchewan. Um. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. There's a lot of work being done on both sides of the Canadian-U.S. border in terms of building biofuel demand, and canola is no exception. Joining us to talk about what's happening on the south side of the border, it is Tom Hance of the U.S. Canola Association, Tell us about this letter that was uh, dated back late September, co-signed by, I think it was 14 companies. It actually included the Canola Council of Canada. It was addressed to President Trump. What did it say? Uh, The letter essentially is asking for the administration to expedite uh, consideration and approval of our application to have uh, renewable diesel made from canola oil eligible for the U.S. renewable fuel standards. What what exactly needs to change from what we have today to a, a future that leads us to more biodiesel being produced? Well, there, uh, first, I, I guess uh, for this particular case and the application that we made and the effort that we have underway now is specifically for canola production for renewable diesel. Uh, biodiesel and renewable diesel are uh, two slightly different things in terms of uh, how they're produced. Uh, for U.S. policy purposes and the U.S. renewable fuel standards, uh, they're they're considered biomass-based diesel is the, is the general category. Uh, 
with the U.S. Renewable Fuel Standard, uh, they do uh, they ha- they approve uh, feedstocks and fuel types. And while canola was approved for biodiesel production back in 2010, uh, it was not approved for uh, renewable diesel. And over the years, renewable diesel demand has has increased. Uh, we're seeing um, even greater increase. We're seeing additional investment in renewable diesel production. And we want uh, canola to be eligible as a feedstock for, for renewable diesel production. And that's what uh, our current effort is. Now, I, me- I mentioned 14 organizations co-signed the, the letter. They include, obviously, uh, companies like Bungie and ADM, Richardson's, very familiar to Canadian canola growers, also the Canola Council of Canada. Why, why was it important to have groups like the Canola Council of Canada co-sign the letter? Well, we the canola market uh, really is a, a North American market. Uh, Canada is uh, one of the world's top producers of canola uh, producing uh, significantly more than the United States. Uh, the U.S. is a large consumer of, of canola, and we import a lot of canola oil from Canada. Uh, but we really work um, together and closely uh, as a North American industry on, on all of our canola issues. We're probably early days uh, for to hear a response back from the White House. Uh, I, earlier back pre-COVID, had reached out to EPA Minister Andrew Wheeler. You're still waiting for a response uh, on this item from him? Uh, yeah, I'd characterize it. There is a process with uh, their uh, the EPA's review of uh, petitions for uh, adding feedstocks and fuel types uh, eligibility to the renewable fuel standard. Uh, that process can be lengthy. Uh, so we are, uh, EPA is, is working through their, their process, but, uh, and we, uh, appreciate and recognize that, but at the same time, uh, given the increased uh, investment and interest in renewable diesel, uh, we're hoping that the administration will um, see the value and the benefit and see the diversity of support uh, for this. Uh, It's rare that you have a a renewable fuel standard issue in which you have support among uh, the farmers, uh, the processors, and uh, some of the petroleum industries that created parties. Yeah, and the way you describe it, I just want to make sure I'm clear here, the origin wouldn't matter on the qualification. So Canadian or U.S. produced canola would qualify. Yeah, typically or historically, uh, the renewable fuel standard, how they treated feedstocks uh, in production in Canada, um, they have uh, provided eligibility and access for uh, for Canadian producers and Canadian feedstocks. We've been talking to Tom Hance from the U.S. Canola Association. Tom, thanks a lot for joining us here today. As governments try to reduce greenhouse gas emissions and reduce the carbon intensity of the fuels, biofuels are going to become more and more a part of the discussion and the narrative. And obviously, crops like canola definitely play a big part in being a solution to that. In Canada, we're seeing a big push in the clean fuel standard, as well, of course, all the stuff happening in the U.S. as we just heard. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather for today, mainly sunny sky, high 16, the low plus 4. 
Thursday, clearing sky, wind southeast 30, gusting to 50, becoming light in the afternoon. The high tomorrow, 22 degrees, the low 8. Friday, sunny, the high 16, the low 5. Saturday, sunny and the high 25, the low 10. Sunday, cloudy, the high 13, the low plus 1. Monday, partly cloudy, the high 12, the low plus 1. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high near 15. Normal high for this date, 13, the normal low minus 1. The sun rose at 7.09 this morning. It sets at 6.24 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot right now, Valmarie in the southwest corner at 16. The cold spot up north, Collins Bay right now, minus 2. Estevan is 14, Saskatoon 13, Swift Current 11, Weyburn 13, Yorkton is 11. In Regina with partly cloudy skies, it's 13 degrees, that's 55 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the northwest at 22. Humidity 51%, the barometer rising 102.3. Sunny in Moose Jaw, 14 degrees, winds are from the northwest at 18. Once again, Regina, partly cloudy and 13, that's 55 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. This is Canadian Beer Day, and every good brew starts in the field. 2020 has turned out to be a very good production year on the prairies and will provide ample high-quality barley for maltsters. Peter Watts is the managing director of the Canadian Malting Barley Technical Centre. We had a really good growing season in most parts of the prairies, apart from the more northern areas in uh, Alberta and northwestern Saskatchewan. Good timely rains in a lot of areas and a, and a dry finish. So we have uh, probably the you know, largest supply of selectable malting barley uh, in Western Canada that we've had in at least five years, maybe 10. Uh, quality looks good, nice, bright, clean barley, very little disease, low incidence of pre-germination, which has been a problem in recent years. So 2020 has been a very positive year for malting barley uh, producers in Western Canada on the whole. Watts goes on to say, We probably have an extra million tons of selectable malting barley this year than we would in any typical year. So that provides greater pool of selection for the domestic malting industry, who uses around a million tons of malting barley a year, and also for uh, the export markets for the grain uh, companies to choose from to sell into our major markets like uh, China, the U.S., Japan, Mexico, and others. So, yeah, we definitely have a, a good supply of quality malting barley uh, this year for uh, both domestic and export markets. Canadian barley exports are off to a great start, due in part to a trade dispute between China and Australia. We've seen really good demand for Canadian barley, uh, both malting barley and feed from the export market. That's reflected in the Canadian Grain Commission's export stats that uh, are showing a record pace of uh, barley exports to date since August 1st. And we do expect a very strong uh, export program this year, partly because of good supply on our end and also due to some trade friction between China and Australia that Australia sort of locked out of that Chinese market you know similar situation to what we've seen in the past with canola so nothing that anybody wants to see but it does mean that there is going to be greater demand for barley from other origins from China and that will include Canada. 
Watts explains the popularity of Canadian barley. Canadian barley tends to be higher protein. That's one of the main factors that they like as adjunct brewers. Um, using other sources of starch like uh, um, rice and corn. In addition to barley malt, they like to have that higher protein content. It provides enzymes, additional enzymes to break uh, starches down into sugars that they need for fermentability. So Canadian uh, barley is seen as a premium product. They also like it for its um, sensory and flavor profile that it contributes to the beer. Overall, it's really considered a, a premium product in China. And so, you know, we are seeing particularly strong demand this year again with reduced competition from the largest supplier, which is Australia. Watts says there's a small spread between feed and malt barley prices. Currently, we're seeing a pretty narrow spread, a historically narrow spread between feed and malting barley prices, given the pretty good prices for feed barley right now, fairly strong demand uh, from the feeding sector domestically and, and, and in the export market. And the larger supply of malting barley this year has put pressure on that spread. So it's a pretty narrow spread that we're seeing right now. Peter Watts is the managing director of the Canadian Malting Barley Technical Centre in Winnipeg. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. October is Agriculture Month in Saskatchewan. It's an excellent time to connect those who grow food with consumers. One of the goals is to generate authentic conversations between urban residents and the farmers and ranchers who grow crops and raise livestock. Clinton Munchuk is the Executive Director of Farm and Food Care Saskatchewan. Seen a lot more discussion with consumers and people who are interested in knowing how their food is actually made and processed and distributed around the country. We've had quite a few more inquiries that have come in to Farm and Food Care Saskatchewan just asking, you know, if information about certain aspects of grain farming or livestock farming. And I think it's great that consumers are taking that initiative to start asking questions. An example is a Nakam area farmer who live-streamed videos on Reddit on multiple occasions, showing a global audience of how peas and canola were combined in Saskatchewan. He also was answering a wide variety of questions from people who had never seen a combine in operation. Monchuk says those efforts make a difference. It's absolutely excellent, first of all, that farmers are taking the initiative or ranchers are taking the initiative to actually do some of these uh, live events where they can answer question and then secondly it's great that consumers are actually going to the source of who's growing your food that's something that we hadn't seen go back five to ten years ago that wasn't very well pronounced in the agriculture community and i think now that more and more are doing this it's just creating more dialogue and more truthful conversations about what's happening so i I encourage any farmer or rancher to take the opportunity whether it's on social media and again use that hashtag celebrate ag or their local school to have a video chat with uh, students of their local school just to encourage more of these discussions Due to COVID-19, Agriculture Month public events are being curtailed. 
typically we have either a barbecue or an event at a, a grocery store. It's not going to happen this year because of the social distancing rules. But as a result of this uh, situation, it's created an opportunity to have more online. So we're really promoting the hashtag Celebrate Ag for people to post different stories of what they're doing, either as a farmer or a rancher here in this province, or consumers just posting different pictures about their food and maybe ask questions to farmers and ranchers of maybe some of the things that they are not sure about. Monchuk says there will be a number of Facebook Live tours this month, including one on a chicken farm. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall as Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Nelson GM, Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices at Viterra were mixed this morning. Feed barley rose $5 at $199.70. Canola fell $0.70 at $481.27. Flax rose $12.70 at $602.74. Number one red spring wheat gained $392 at $230.34. The rest were unchanged. Durham, $270.06. Lentils, $595.50. Oats, $190.53. Yellow peas, 265.89. And feed wheat, 183.72. Minneapolis spring wheat December futures gained 12.5 cents at 5.50 and three quarter cents a bushel. Um. It's the Livestock Reports on the Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now, the latest quotations. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of October 6th. Our last regular sale was on September 30th. The market on butcher cattle has dropped a bit, as it usually does this time of year. Grilling season is pretty well over. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.73 to $0.85. D3 cows sold from $0.63 to $0.73. Canner cows sold from $0.53 cents to $0.63, cents, and good butcher bulls sold from $1.05 to $1.20. We had our first pre-sorted year, calf and yearling sale to kick off the fall run here in Weyburn. 400 to 450 pound steers averaged $2.33 and sold at the $2.48. 450 to 500 pound steers averaged $2.23 and sold up to $2.48. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged $2.17 and sold up to $2.29. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $2.09 and sold up to $2.19. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged $2.05 and sold up to $2.13. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $2.01 and sold up to $2.09. 700 to 800-pound steers averaged $2 and sold up to $2.05. And 800 to 900-pound steers averaged $1.94 and sold up to $2.04. Heifers were about 25 to 35 cents back from the steers. Some of the highlights of the sale were a load of 500-pound black steers at $2.29 a pound, a group of 550-pound tan steers at $2.19 a pound, a group of 600-pound tan steers at $2.13 a pound, a group of 
650-pound exotic steers at $2.09 a pound, a group of 700-pound tan steers at $2.05 a pound, and a load of 785-pound exotic steers at $2.04 a pound. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,100 hogs Tuesday, selling in a range of 181 to 212 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,300 head, selling in a range of 181 to 208 per CKG. Ham's number one sales this week are selling in a range of 20 to 25 cents per pound live weight. Ham's cash hog price today is mixed, and forward contract prices open mixed this morning. On Tuesday, the Canadian dollar was up one basis point with the daily exchange rate at 1.3272. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 75 cents US. The daily seesawing in the US cash markets continue, hinting that further upward momentum may be starting to stall, although that is certainly not guaranteed. Today, cash markets are generally giving back the previous day's gains in all regions except national, which is only up by 2 cents US 100 weight. The net value of the cargoes was also lower yesterday, posting a value $2.45 US 100 weight lower, led by hams at a whopping $16.54 one day move down. The ham animal has seen daily variability like this in the past, so it does not necessarily hint at things to come. But because hams make up such a large proportion of the value of the entire cutout, a large move in hams generally influences the cutout in the same direction. Lean hog features continue their sideways trend, which has been in place since the release of the USDA's quarterly hogs and pigs report. Markets are called sideways until the next major news event becomes known. In the meantime, forward contracts are considered fair value, but only in the context of normal marketing conditions. And as we are all too aware, the recent marketing environment has been anything but normal. Coming up, the resource report brought to you by iMetals Group. Investing in precious metals will diversify your investment portfolio. Learn more at iMetalsGroup.com. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. And now the resource report with Alan Sexton of the iMetals Group. This is Alan Sexton with iMetals Group giving you your metals report and your commodity report today. We've got the Dow Jones up 440 points, 28,213. The Nasdaq's up 143, 11,298. TSX 16372. Brent crude down a little bit at 4156. Natural gas 262. Gold down a little bit at 1883 an ounce. Canadian dollar last is 132.75, and we've got silver trading at $23.73. I think uh, I've been mentioning the last couple days of who's been buying, JP Morgan's been hoarding silver like crazy, and I don't think the people we've been getting calls and like don't understand what we do here. So let me explain to you a little bit shortly how we do. We trade on the cash market. That means the London Metals Exchange, not the futures market. So for every $5,000, that you put into the cash market, that gives you the ability to leverage 1,000 ounces of silver. The low this year in silver is $14.37, and the high is $26.05. That's about a $12 move from high to low. For every $5,000 you have in the market, every $1 move represents $1,000. For example, today if you were to buy silver at $23.73, and it goes tomorrow to $24.73, your $5,000 would be approximately worth $6,000. If it went down a dollar, obviously you'd be losing $1,000. We trade the, on what's called leverage. Now, the cash 
silver market, like any other market in leverage, has a high degree of risk. That's why you should only use risk, risk, risk money that you can afford to risk in these markets. Uh, when I think of silver, I think to myself of the high and low, I think of $23 is so low, we could see 30 30 $35 by the end of the year. So please give us a call, get a copy of our report, and we'll go from there. This is Alan Sexton, brought to you by the iMetals. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM.